0: Welcome to the new episode of Everyday Talkies. Today I have a guest with me. No, every day I have a guest with me. So that's a very bad start. Yeah, uh, so today I have Kushagra with me. Uh, he's a new guest. <laughs> you have not heard from him. So we'll have uh, some interesting conversations today. Hello, first of all.
1: Hi, Anshul. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, I know. This is like one of the most boring intros, but because I have no idea how to intro somebody. So what I do essentially is put my guest in a very difficult spot and ask them to give a 30-second elevator not elevator pitch. But that just seems, seems too corporate. Yeah, just uh, introduction about themselves. But... Since we are so bogged down by the education system and the corporate culture, so, you know, we always tend to give a very traditional 30-second pitch about ourselves. So, I want it to be a bit different. I would put you in a scenario, let's say that you meet a friend, you you go in a new college, you go in a new place. Uh, When you meet a friend, how do you introduce yourself for, you know, 30 seconds? How would you do that?
1: All right. so, I would say that I am that boy who has that every traditional Indian parent who forced their children to pursue engineering but i broke out of that cage so in that way i'm rare and now i'm a free social birdie who's on a mission to know every single human alive on the planet
0: by the time i breathe my last breath wow this is i think one of the most interesting introductions that i've ever heard from the Asked, you know howsoever introductions that i've been hearing in the <laughs> the because usually people start with telling yeah you know this is what i'm doing currently this is my career plans and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. thank you for being the different one and uh, thank you for bringing something very very uh, uh, improbable and uh, new okay we'll touch upon all the aspects that you touched but but let's uh, start from the beginning uh, this is something which even i don't uh, know about you that you were supposedly been f- not forced is the correct word or you know in a path to do engineering let's put it that way uh, but you broke free so how was that um, tell us about that portion of your life I
1: think uh, I would say forced, forced, yes you might be right that we can improve the choice of words here mm-hmm. but I think everyone was like in terms of our parents' generations they are conditioned in a way wherein engineering or taking medical seems a very safe option for everyone but they were rather very convinced that that would be the right path for me because, you know, if Indian household, someone is good for academic then that is the only option for them. So, in a way, uh, I did see that my flair was towards public communication, journalism, creating this sort of creative content. But uh, actually, my, sco- my academic scores, instead of helping me, rather went uh, sort of Against me in a way that it convinced my family to academics much. So he will become a great engineer. So it's a very unusual story, actually, because my dad was when he was convinced, and I I told him that I want to pursue something more along the lines of arts and all of these creative fields like journalism and mass communication. Then he then he had the same point which seemed valid to my amateur brain at that point, that two years non-medical, do four engineering. After that, It's like you get a universal ticket to pursue anything once you become an engineer. But I think where I got that sort of consciousness was by the end of my 11th grade. So when I completed one year studying physics, chemistry, maths, and immediately after that. Actually, I went on a, a sort of a meditational trip. Karte ho, aur se, se ap, you become very woke and aware. So, that brought me actually very close to myself. A part of me which uh, I would say was numb by then. And I was going by whatever people were saying and following the crowd. So, I realized one thing that life is very finite. I won't even say that I just applied this logic that we only I think I applied that logic that we don't know even if we are going to be alive tomorrow or not. You know, usually we think that we are 60, 70 years like So I think that's when I took the call that I just cannot afford to waste. Forget about an year or five years, a day of my life doing something which I am not interested in, or I don't feel alive doing it, or I don't enjoy doing it. So it was a very tough call actually. Then I remember taking the result from my school of eleventh grade, coming back home and get, handing over that report card to my dad and saying, that I really don't want to pursue a non-medical or you know science stream further. And I'm planning to shift to arts. And the way I said it, I we had a lot of conversations around this before in 10th grade. but I think the way I said it, they knew that I just can't do it. Or even another hour of my life. Now when I look back at that. It is a very emotional moment. Because I think that was the only time in my life. When I saw tears in the eyes of my dad. And uh, he didn't fought back. He knew that uh, if it is coming from me. After an year of all those discussions. uh, Then it's still somewhere inside me. That I really want to pursue it. And From then on there was no looking back and my parents have been very supportive and I don't know how to measure success currently. I'm still unemployed, I'm pursuing my masters but if I were to give myself any kind of title, I would undoubtedly say that I've been the happiest in past 4-5 or
0: years of my life. So,
1: yeah, that has been the journey. (laughs) It's
0: actually very uh, different and inspiring I think to say the least because um, just to give you a quick background, I think in the past couple of uh, episodes, or not episodes, I don't know how things have been releasing in my uh, pipeline, but um, from the past couple of episodes, the people I'm talking to, you know, they have followed that conventional route. Somebody went and did their IITs, if they were from science, somebody did um, their commerce or got a CA, somebody... You know, was like, okay, engineering did So let's, but I'm interested in computer. So let's do the traditional, you know, sort of engineering, but computer science route. And then, you know, did master's accordingly, went out and still, you know, a bit haywire on what to do. But you are somebody who, I think, took that decision very early on in your life after realizing that, no, this is something which I don't want to do. And I don't want to waste even one day of my life, you know, pursuing it. You tried it for a year, but it did not suit your style. But then you mentioned that, you know, you went on that 10 day trip. Now, whatever that might be, it's more like I would say that it's more of an introspection rather than anything like be it you sitting at home or being going outside. It's more like introspecting and questioning, you know, what you really want. So how did you come up with that decision? Because and the reason why I'm primarily asking this is probably people might get inspired to take up something that they actually want. And the second of all is I also want to know what influenced your decision to take it at that exact moment. You know, sometimes what happens is, let's say that class 10 in academics is a science, an obvious choice. 11 when the marks dip down they think, ah, now I'm not up for it, now let me switch. So. Was it that kind of force or was it more like actually this is something which I want to do and you know other external factors are not playing.
1: Okay. You asked me two things. What inspired me and what uh, sort of influenced me to take that decision in that moment. time So I think one part of it uh, you answered in the question. It is sort of introspection and I think when we are growing up, so I say a lot of times you It's a practice. No one has really taught you how to introspect. Introspect is, I don't think it's just sitting with yourself. I think one must really know how to interpret your own thoughts because you get so many of them. Sometimes you just don't know what's real and what's not. You know, sometimes you just get an adrenaline rush to be a pilot or an astronaut, you know, all those things you wanted to be. But I think introspection as a practice somewhere has a lot of logical reasoning in it where you connected with your skills, where you understand. So, when I was introspecting and I said, you know, I somehow reached that part which was numb when I was following that crowd and I had kept it hidden even from myself. So, when I reached that place and mind you, when I was there, when when I went on this trip, the purpose was something like that. It So, I was guided through meditation basically and it was to know yourself better. And I was all alone. I basically cut myself from everyone in terms of, you know, just, I was just spending time with myself. So in those 10 days when all the noise was cut, I could really hear myself that what I wanted to do in that moment. And how important each second of life felt. So I think that really helped me clear my thoughts. So in that way, it was very inspiring that I got to know what I really wanted to do, my own voice which we often ignore because there are so many opinions guiding us advising us all the time that we forget to listen to our our own voice so that really inspired me and when i came back obviously all those societal forces came back along along with me in the daily you know hustle of the life all my teachers and my parents friends saying the same things you know no scope there's no scope in journalism or you know there's no future there's no financial security but i really kept that voice close to me the one i heard at that point so i sort of i won't say became adamant but i was very clear and i did not deviate and i did not get lost again again amidst all this noise so i kept on it and i believed in myself and uh, about the uh, influencing part of the question you asked me why i took the call in that very moment because i thought i was already overthinking from the past 2 3 years and There were a million, uh, again, million reasons for it to go wrong but I just had one to, you know, really see if I can succeed or if I can be there. So, I just heard what my voice was saying and just followed my call.
0: That's a very gutsy thing to do because people, you know, most of the time struggle with that, just clinging to that one thing. And I think most of it is because, as you correctly said, societal pressures and people saying that there is no scope in that particular niche field. Right. But just so that people know that it is a tough decision didn't you ever feel that you this might be a wrong choice this might you know take you to something probably not in a let's be a bit, a bit frank uh you know not more you know financially secure position right
1: yeah
0: when there are so many things at play like how did you sort your mounts? my space? I, I know that you know you went into that uh, place and you got that clarity but once you even come back to regular life it's tough to maintain that balance so you know how did you specifically uh, approach that
1: so I'm glad you asked that because I was. I will include that part in my answer because you asked in the previous question if someone is listening to me right now who is probably younger who is at that stage where he has to take a call for his career. So, I think yes, you can evaluate all the pros and cons right now. Um, you can look at the con- economy, you can think about the future of that career which you are going to opt. But... Um, as we also discussed somewhere Abhi, Pichai, when you mentioned in the conversation, most of the times we know that we are giving a lot of weightage to our academic marks. If we are scoring above ninety five percent, then we should go for science. If you're somewhere in between, we should take commerce. and if you are in the lower range or below average, we should go for arts. And uh, I think a lot of people were surprised also, because when I told people that I've changed my, I'm changing my stream, they thought, probably I'll go just one step down to commerce and then they were like did you just jump to arts right from science I mean your life is spoiled this that so I think a lot of people they don't foresee themselves as doctors as engineers as lawyers you know how they will be giving back to society in those professions and I think when you empathize with yourself a little bit in the future you know you go meet a lawyer and I often tell this to uh, a lot of juniors used to call me because as I told you I am a social birdie. I had a lot of friends who were younger to me so they used to call me in 10th grade. Ki, uh, bhaiya, what should we do? Should we take science or should we take medical? I was like, I have really no one to take a call for you. Just imagine yourself being a lawyer. Do you want to fight for someone's justice or are you okay with opening up someone's body and fine with all that blood and are you you know, really want to save someone's life? Or do you want to really improve the way people are living in their lifestyle by contributing to by the structures around or building up bridges or contributing to the software. I mean, there are a lot of personal characteristics, I'm sure, which people don't take into account. Like, uh, I won't say an introvert, I'm not getting the right word. But if you don't like to go often outside a lot, if you don't like traveling, maybe if you like to sit inside and you are scoring really well, you can do good at a software engineering job where you just have to sit in one place and you are fine with sitting in a cubicle from 9 to 5 on a laptop screen. But a person like me who does not like to be stuck in a box or just stare at a screen for a long time might not want that sort of a job. And I think a huge problem arises when we try to be very objective in our decisions at that stage. Uh, When we try to think too much about what's right and what's, what's wrong. I don't think you can you can put it in those clear boxes or tables. Of course, you can note down pros and cons, and that's the maximum you can do. But I won't say all my decisions have been right all the time, but they haven't been wrong. I always kept my choices open because there are just so many. And I think we we are too scared to try new things. So when I went out, I went out with a very clear mindset of journalism. and I, when I interned, I had my first internship when I was pursuing my journalism at uh, Times of India. I didn't, I did really well because I have proof. That was the first time I was interning with a newspaper and within 30 days, I was able to publish around 25, 26 articles. And that was the first time I was writing, I was doing uh, the kind of journalistic writing. So, but that was also the time when I decided that journalism is probably not for me because I did a lot of debating before that. And when I was writing journalistic articles, at least from how I viewed it, I saw it as just passing on information in a neutral way. Though this is too ideal for Indian media, we don't do it in a very neutral way. But still, so two things demotivated me. One is that ideally the job should be done in a very neutral way, wherein you pass on the information to the public to make them aware, to uh, give them knowledge, make them aware about society. So it isn't done in that way. Second, I thought, that i have more creative inclinations i can you know somehow i was more creative than doing just journalistic writing and passing on information to masses so i think that was a turning point now i don't have to prove every time i change my way in my life and go about doing something else we think that we are answerable to the society and when i say society i mean you know those uh, aunts and uncles who who might come back to us five years down the line and say dekha bola tha journalism is future nahi hai but I think pe na, that Steve Jobs wali theory actually comes into place where he said ki dots always connect dots are meant to connect because whatever I learned in journalism or due to that experience it will somehow always contribute to uh, whatever I am doing in life whether it's improving my writing or my confidence or how I interact with people or just how aware that job made me because I saw how information is generated and i'm just giving this as an example so what i'm trying to say is if no matter what this young person listening to us right now takes a call even if he fails at it two years down the line or not necessarily let's not use the word fail because it's too harsh even if he decides to change his stream like i did now after three years of journalism i suddenly realized okay when i decided that i want to be more creative I noted down what all talents I have and what are my interests. Then I realized, oh, I came to journalism because I was really interested in people. What are the other fields that I have on paper right now? Then I looked at uh, psychology, organizational psychology. And then I somehow jumped to human resources. I saw how psychology as a domain is contributing to corporates these days. And I shifted to that. And I've been happier. And I don't know five years down the line if I'll jump to something else once I get bored. But it will be connected and you will find a way only if you start moving from wherever you are. You can't predict everything and you just can't live in future when you are in present. So, I think that's how it. the journey has been.
0: Well, that's, that was wonderful. Now, you know what, since it's been two serious talks, let, let us just change gears, and <laughs> And I'm sure, you know, I'll uh, uh, link your Insta down so that people can bother you. Since you enjoy talking to them, <laughs> they're surely going to reach out to you. But uh, other than that, you said that uh, you have been interested in journalism and you now are into, you know, HR. So let's um, come back. Let's, uh, you know, go back a few years in your childhood. You know, there's this particular, not instance is, I think, very filmy word, but uh, usually a period of time or due to some instances or some books or somebody who influenced you that you you know favor a particular field more than the others you know something influences you right so for me i would say that you know it was my cousin brother and the books that he recommended forced me towards you know space and astronomy and then when i thought that i was not at all suitable for that uh, after you know having that natural flair for fiddling with computers i joined that stream but what are the instances in your life that you could recall from the early years ki, that you know told you or made you realize ki, you're interested in something like journalism? And how did you, like for, and one more thing probably I'll add to this is ki, what did you assume journalism to be back then?
1: So I think two instances which I very clearly recall. Actually, I, I don't have a really good memory. So when people say Arey, childhood key pata, but I say, do you remember those personality shifts a drastic moments? So I say, if I look at my life as a whole uh, picture from above, like this 22 years on a canvas, then I think a drastic shift in 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 shades of my personality came when my my mom used to uh, uh, she used to motivate me a lot to do public speaking events in school, and uh, I think. That changed me for better. A lot of uh, my personality has developed because of that. Because I remember myself being a very shy kid. So, one clear thing which I remember is when I was younger is that if someone I used to just run and hide away somewhere. Because I, I just didn't want to you know, meet new people and answer all their questions or I didn't want to recite a poem to them at their request or dance in front of them. And I, I used to feel uncomfortable in that way so what what helped me when my mom uh, motivated me to just go on stage and speak something in fact when uh, we we don't have a lot of fears and we have but we have a lot of belief so my mom told me if anything goes wrong uh, I think this was one of the early uh, either a fancy dress or some public uh, disney event in my school. So she told me that when you go on stage and if you are too scared, just say and if anything goes wrong and if you are not feeling comfortable, just say on the mic, thank you and welcome and come back. So it was like a, uh, it was a very safe thing for me to do. So I went up and I forgot the entire speech. I went up to the mic very confidently I said, thank you welcome <laughs> and I just came back and from, I did have uh, an idea of of a prize or a reward at that point and I thought everything went perfectly fine I just nailed the job but I remember this moment very clearly in my head when I went up to that mic and a lot of things are like these incredible first experiences so when I spoke those words in mic and was a school ka ground hota tha, and it echoed like anything and it came back to my ears. I think I got addicted at that point. It just felt very nice and that heart throbbing. In that moment, it might have been very uncomfortable. But when I came back home after a few days, I wanted more of it. I felt like ki, this just felt good. And I think the journey started there. I still went a lot of times after that on stage in my school. I wrote a lot of speeches. And it was so much fun. Aisa nahi hai ki, I excelled or I was an excellent orator I still have a very shitty vocabulary but I I liked failing at it and every time I came down when I failed I wanted to improve and just be better and go back there and just do that thing which I wasn't able to pull off the last time and then find a new mistake and then improve on it so I think my life is learning so that phase of my school life is, is one analogy I can always go back my life is a problem mein and I can pick out a, you know, a parallel solution from there. So, I think that really con- contributed to it. And second, obviously, this was before me taking journalism. Uh, this is what I thought actually when you asked me how journalism would be. I, I liked playing with words. Whatever words I had in mind, I liked creating new sentences. I liked that expression on the face on my opponents when I was debating, uh, when, when I threw a witty argument. Or when I did not react and they assumed I would react. Those sort of back and forth conversations really excited me during those events. And So that's what I thought, that I'll get that kind of adrenaline rush. And I'll get to meet a lot of people and get to know about a lot of things. I don't like academic reading a lot, to be honest. So I like interacting with people, learning. So my primary source of learning is probably by talking to people, learning about their experiences and listening to their stories so I think uh, I have to really make myself sit down to read a book so I'm that sort of a person because I can't just sit in one place and that is one reason why I started meditating because sometimes it's important to settle your thoughts and you know clear the headspace but apart from that I think that is that was the phase before me taking that decision in 11th grade which we talked about but the second significant phase was which you, as you rightly said, of me taking that gutsy decision. I think that was the moment when I, when I felt I'm on, I'm really on my own. Like, if anything goes wrong in life, I can take care of it, and there's no one but me who is to be blamed. And I think it's a very comfortable space, honestly. It, it, it might look or it might feel very scary when you are on the outside or when you haven't taken that decision. But honestly Anshul, for me at least, since I have taken that decision, I have been in the worst of times I have ever seen, I always felt that I had control of the situation and even if it's going wrong, but if you have control over the situation, I think you are at ease because you know, you feel all the levers are in your hand and as I said, even if you fall down, then there's no one to be blamed and that is one thing I told my, pa- I told my parents, ki I am taking this at that time neither were they sure nor was I sure where is this gonna lead me to but I think I told them just this one thing that I am never gonna turn back and say that you know you should have told me to do this or you should have told me to do that because you know better. I decided that I am on my own and I'm just gonna go live my experiences and take my calls in the present moment based on those experiences and that's what I've done and I don't regret any part of my life.
0: Yeah. No, I think. Those last few lines I think are probably people should quote it down somewhere and I think remember to the T because and it's essentially very important for anybody because you know you keep on hearing you know amongst your peers that you know they mention they blame um, the family or somebody else that they didn't you know let them do something but it's not about that even if you fail it's all about you you should take the onus you should have that feeling that you are capable of enough of taking the decision and even if it fails you're learning something out of it right as you mentioned earlier you never actually really fail you always learn and it helps you in some way or the other you know right now as you mentioned that you know, the feeling uh, that you assumed that this was journalism and in that internship, you realized that that is not something that you actually connected with and then you you moved on to your next phase of your journey by doing uh, HR in your master's. So, I think that is how people evolve in general, right? That they try to Mm -hmm. understand themselves better and better and that is how they try to connect their career paths. Uh, Another thing before we move on to something else is Ki there are a lot of
1: positive side effects also to this which I would like to mention and one, one of the most significant ones is ki when you take your own calls so in this scenario, I think it really helped me improve my relationship with my parents because I really went out of the way made myself uncomfortable because I was this pampered single child of my house and the youngest one in my dad's family so I really went out of the comfort zone, you know, to go against them, to raise my voice when you are in those teenage years, usually I was a very obedient child, in terms of, I, I did not have a lot of demands. And whatever was because as I said, I was very pampered and I was young. So this is one of those things, which j- parents that, to it mattered. Like my entire life depended on depended on it, so I just could not, uh, yeah, I just could not overlook it. So I told them. But after that, when I changed my, when I told my parents and I was doing graduation, so I did this internship and I told them ki, you know, I feel journalism is not the field for me. I'm looking for something else. And their, uh, resp- they did not react actually. They responded. So my dad. It took me by surprise. He said, so okay, this is gone. What are you looking for? What are the options? And he discussed with me like a friend, like a companion. You actually search in your parents. Like they should have been instead of imposing decisions for them. And I I genuinely feel bad because take over, this is the reality. they there are definitely parents who impose their decisions on kids so it's just not spoon feeding in terms of finances or helping your kids in terms of you know finances or providing them all the luxuries but i think it's the smaller decisions which really change uh, their mindset i think from an early age uh, parents should allow their kids to take the smaller decisions as i was saying continuing with the earlier thought when i told my dad that i don't want to do journalism he. He guided me. That's the actual point from where he started and that's where my dad comes into picture actually. I feel the early part of me till that decision was shaped by my mom in terms of those confident uh, characteristics and everything. And whatever happened with public speaking, was well, she was the one who used to always motivate me to go for all these events. But I think uh, since my graduation days, it has been my dad primarily. Both of them have always been there, but primarily I say, my dad has been a guiding force and he has been really supportive. So I think, yeah, that's the point I want to leave uh, anyone younger to us who is listening to us is that sometimes we don't take the effort to go into uncomfortable places in relationships, either with our parents or with our friends or any sort of relationships. But until you go in those places, I don't think you can find more meaning, or be more comfortable in those relationships. So, yeah, I think that was one positive side effect. <laughs>
0: yeah, and not a side effect, I think it's a positive outcome, like a great outcome, I think something which everyone would uh, look forward to. And I'm sure people will get inspired by this. Now, moving on to the second part of the introduction, which seemed very, very, uh, let's say, interesting to discuss about. Now, hold on. We have to cut this episode short right here because our conversation went on for another 20 minutes. So we'll get to know about Kushagra's unusual wish to talk to all the 7 or 8 billion people in the entire planet and what he wants to gain from that in the next episode which comes out next week. So stay tuned for that and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye.